Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 189th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm great, Cam. Uh, I did something this week that okay. I have never done before. Let's hear and, it. And uh, it was a little out of the ordinary for me, but I decided to get a, a massage, a professional massage this week. Nice. Mm. And Treat yourself. Yeah, it, it went pretty well. Uh, honestly, I'm like a little introverted and, ang- and uh, like I'm a little, uh, I get anxious about like new things, you know, but, yeah. and I was just like, you know, it's like a man massaging me. I was like, how is this going to go? You know? Yeah. And I don't know. It went pretty well, but I did have this funny moment where I like realized like mid massage, I forgot to take my socks off or whatever. <laughs> and, and the guy was like, he's like, do you, uh, you want me to take your socks off? And I was like, uh, absolutely. Just like, I can't believe he just asked. He just like offered to do that. And I was like, like, it's all right. I can get it. And he's like, no, you're good, man. I got it. So this, um, Professional masseuse just takes off my socks for okay. me, and I just thought that was the most hilarious so then thing. We did a foot massage. Follow the yeah. feet were part of it. Yes. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Oh yeah, carry lots of toxins in your feet. You know, you gotta get them out. I didn't know yeah. that, but yeah, wow. Uh, so out, out of from one to ten, your experience overall? I would say maybe like a seven. Like it was, it was a great experience. I guess I'm. Gl- I'm I'll put it. Uh, I'll say I'm glad I did it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I like need to do it again necessarily. <laughs> it was like a sixty-minute thing, I was, and by the end of it, I was like, "Like I've enjoyed this, but I'm I'm ready to move on through the next thing on my day." Something real, sort of related that uh, we have here in Springfield that I've been wanting to try is the float spa, mm. where you float in a sensory deprivation chamber. They do massages at the same place, mm. and that seems like a pretty cool one-two combo. Get nice and relaxed in the massage, and go float for a little bit. There you go. Mm. I've been like, wanting to try that. Don't even know what world you're in, man. That's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you survived your your massage. Thanks. I've n- I've never gotten a professional massage. I've like sometimes, uh, for some reason, I found myself in a situation where they're giving out like free samples, where you just like lay on the little thing for like five minutes, mm-hmm. and they just like do your shoulders or something. Yeah. But I feel like I'm always so tense that and i just like can't relax my yeah. neck and shoulders that it's just not enjoyable yeah so but if i like you know got my mind right and went into it knowing i'm doing the full experience maybe i could relax enough to enjoy it yeah well we're here to talk about uh mizzou basketball mizzou football and uh before we get into all of that don't forget to subscribe on youtube we're really close to 400 subscribers so we could use your help Get us up to 400. We would really appreciate it. Uh, also, leave us a review. If you listen to us on Spotify, leave us a rating or Apple or whatever. Let us know what you think. Um, and you can support the podcast directly through Patreon, patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. Uh, Kyle, let's start it out with a few football notes. The first game of the season against Louisiana Tech has been moved to Thursday, September 1st. 7 p.m. and it'll be on ESPNU. So nationally televised game, first game of the season, Thursday night. Yeah, I think that's kind of fun. Um, I don't I don't know that everybody will like that. There's probably some people that maybe uh, have to work during the week or something and maybe won't be able to go if they, um, they were originally playing two on a Saturday. But for the most part, I think this is a good move to be in the spotlight, at least TV-wise for sure. And there's probably not as many games to compete with for viewership and um, sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, Missouri kind of competes with, uh, the holiday of that weekend, I guess mm-hmm. the, 
that would be what labor day, labor day. Yep. and uh you know th- hopefully that would kind of clear up that issue maybe more people would would uh, come out on a thursday night so yeah uh i i kind of love it and specifically the holiday thing it's like uh, i feel like for people in columbia start your holiday on thursday night with a mizzou football game you know just plan on yeah that being part of your holiday weekend and that's a pretty nice way to start it off i think yeah with a win yeah and everybody uh that will watch at home yeah kind of give give missouri the spotlight a little bit yeah i I have no idea how many games will be on that thursday but i feel like maybe there's usually four or five games that are happening maybe one power five game or something like that so yeah i feel like there will be a well i was gonna say that i feel like there would be a more marquee matchup on espn proper right yeah i feel like i've seen maybe like a florida versus miami or or florida state or something like that game Mm. like i don't know something like that more of a rivalry yeah yeah uh so that is that hopefully missouri starts off the season with a win um but missouri maybe still is looking for a quarterback because jt daniels the georgia transfer quarterback committed to west virginia it was down to mizzou Oregon State and West Virginia, and mm-hmm. most people thought it was really down to Mizzou and Oregon State. Yeah, but because West Virginia was not out of it, and they he, pulled it off. Yeah, it sounded like he maybe didn't want to play in the SEC, and he's from California, so you know I thought maybe the West Coast team had a little bit of an edge, but that wasn't the case. And supposedly his visit to Mizzou went really well. He watched yeah. the spring game and was impressed. I mean, he seemed to enjoy his time in Columbia. But yeah, um, you know, a couple of thoughts. I feel like it's possible did the you know is there still like um a chance that he might not start if he came here did brady cook look actually look too good in the spring game i don't know that's maybe something to think about i don't know the west virginia quarterback situation as well as i know missouri's obviously so i don't know if maybe that path to playing time looks a little more clearer for him yeah this depending on what the west virginia situation is this might be completely wrong but um i could see a situation where he was looking for someone to basically guarantee him the starting yep. job. And if uh, the Mizzou staff wasn't willing to do that, then maybe that helped him with his decision. I don't know if I would. I'm, I mean, I might have been inclined, uh, if it were me, to just say, yeah, you got it. But yeah, tough, I can't though. fault the staff for not doing that either. Yeah, I don't know if I could. If, I mean, I have no idea what it takes to recruit uh, a player to come to your school. And I, I have no idea what kind of promises happen behind the scenes. And but I just don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, a sure enough thing to make a promise like that and deal with the potential repercussions. Yeah, I've, no, I don't I know what the repercussions are, honestly, but. You lose a locker room. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, guess. No, I agree with you there for the most part. Um. Okay. So still pretty quiet uh, for football. Uh, there was a preferred walk-on that committed to Mizzou, mm-hmm. uh, but. It's a pretty quiet time right here, right now for football news. I mean, at this point, what does Missouri just, ha- I mean, are we just, do we just shut down the transfer quarterback situation at this point? I, this has been an exhausting I don't think they're situation. going to. I mean, if you're asking my opinion, uh, I don't know. Should they or will they? I feel like they probably should just kind of move forward with, in just my opinion, Brady Cook is the starter. If they do uncover something after um, other schools go through their spring practices and everything, if there's a transfer out there that, you know, there's there's going to be a quarterback or two that would be worth having that 
didn't win the starting job at their uh, previous school in um, spring practices and stuff. So I don't know. I kind of feel like let's at this point we've missed on a couple guys in the transfer portal. Let's just roll with Brady Cook and see what we can do. Sam Horn will be here. I was going to say to are, compete. Are we forgetting? too much about sam horn does he have a shot to to win the job well that's the thing is like if i thought i don't think the staff would be trying this hard to get a quarterback if they thought that sam horn could actually win the job this year yeah it's really really hard for a freshman to come in and start for an sec program like his first year especially not enrolling early yeah yeah Yeah. he's been on campus for two months and trying to win the starting job that's really really hard to do yeah so um now what i think they what will they do? I think they're going to keep looking, honestly. It seems like it. Because they've, they kind of, Coach Drinkwitz has kind of shied away from talking about the quarterback situation to some extent, but he's also basically said, we are not going to close the door on adding a quarterback. He's kind of hidden the quarterback from the media and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, seems, it makes him look more, not guilty, but you know what I mean? It makes it seem like a little more sketchy yeah. than if it was just straightforward. We're going to roll forward with these guys. Right, right. Yeah, so I I think maybe they should shut it down a little bit unless somebody is just, like, begging to come here. But um, I really do think they're going to add a quarterback yeah. I before mean, it's, the season it's, starts. It's mid-April. I mean, we're it's not like we're close to the season or anything necessarily, but we're, we're I feel like we've got to be running out of... Uh, we're, we're running out of room here to legitimately add a, a an actual... Yeah, an impact guy, for impact sure. Impact piece. Yeah, it is a little bit weird because Missouri's spring stuff was so early... Right. That I feel like these conversations would feel more normal if maybe we were on a, a more standard time. That's probably true. There. But we will see. I don't know. It's it it does make me nervous. I'm like kind of just choosing not to think about it because uh, football is a little ways away still. Yeah. But when it comes closer to the season starting, I think the question marks around the, the quarterback spot are gonna make me nervous. All right. Ready to switch gears to basketball? We have a new assistant coach, Kyle. His name. We gotta get this out of our system. His name is Dickie Nut. Dickie Nut. Dickie Nut. <laughs> the radio voice two weeks in a row, huh? Um That's all you're gonna get of it. No, that was that was plenty. I'm totally happy with that. Dickie Nut hired as a basketball assistant. Yeah, congratulations. Um I gotta be honest, I've never heard of this guy, and I don't know how I've never heard of a guy that's named Dickie Nutt. And he uh coached at SEMO. Yeah. Yeah, he is like ties in Missouri. Yeah. Uh but I'm on board. I'm all I'm I'm all in on this guy. Um yeah, a little bit of his backstory. So let's see here. He sorry, I gotta pull it up. Coached at, at SEMO. He also coached at Arkansas State. He was the head coach, both of those places. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of success either place. And, Tough uh, places to win. Yeah. More recently, he was on the staff with Coach Gates at Cleveland State. And they also coached together at Florida State. So, Been around the block. Yep. Head coaching experience. Knows the state of Missouri to some extent. So seems like a totally uh, acceptable assistant hire, yep. in my opinion. And his name is Dickie Nutt. That it is. So, yeah. Just instantly a legend. Yes. No matter absolutely. what happens. Yeah. I I think uh, 
the antlers will be big fans of him. I think there's even like a lineage of nuts. In oh, true. The, in college basketball, too. Yeah. He. Yep. He's related to. Uh, well, he's related to football coach. No, basketball coach. Houston Nut. Football coach. Football. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just got college athletics then. Yeah. Houston Nut, former football coach. He coached at Ole Miss. Not very well either. No. Uh, anything else you want to say about Dickie Nutt? That's about all I got for now. Okay. Uh, we have some more new additions to talk about. Former Northern Iowa forward Noah Carter has committed to Missouri. Visited last weekend. Uh, by all accounts, the reporters and everybody said the visit went well. Obviously, it went well because he committed to Mizzou. And visits always go well. That's true. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a really nice pickup for Missouri. Um, great offensive skill set, like really uh, versatile guy with some really good touch around the basket, good footwork. He is kind of just an interesting like body type. You know, he's six six. He's pretty. He's built pretty thick. Um, but you know, he's he's pretty mobile, and he played the five at Northern Iowa last year, which obviously Northern Iowa is kind of a they usually run pretty small and just shoot a lot and that kind of stuff. But, um, he, he played the five pretty effectively. And like I said, like he just, he finishes around the rim really well, can shoot the three decently well. Um, but I don't, he's not gonna be playing the five at Missouri. I don't think, but you know, he's just, he's almost like almost a similar style of play to Kobe Brown. So I'm like, I'm just a little curious how he's going to work in. Um, and I don't even know if he's going to start honestly, but I think that he will add a lot though. Yeah. It looks like he has two years of eligibility, um, at Northern Iowa last year, he shot really close to 60% from two, which is really good. He also shot 128 threes, uh, but only shot 28% from three. So he shot way too many threes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so kind of uh, similar to Kobe Brown in that way. Yeah. Uh, but Kobe didn't shoot that many. Um, yeah, kind of just an interesting guy. Didn't he's really good with the ball? Like he's a pretty good assist guy from the post. Doesn't turn the ball over. Um, yeah, he was asked to score quite a bit at Northern Iowa, but he also had a um, guard on his team that was pretty dominant. So, uh, you yeah. know, if I, I can see him slotting into, I don't know, maybe backing up uh, Kobe at the four spot but then they could run small lineups with him at the five as well. Yeah. And uh, we still, I mean, I'm kind of running on the assumption that uh, Diara starts at the five. Yeah. But that's, I guess, not set in stone either. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess Carter could ever could always play the five to yeah. some degree if we're going to go really small. But um, I saw uh, Jeff Goodman on Twitter got kind of an anonymous quote from a coach. And the, you know, the coach said, obviously some of the same things we said, like great offensive skill set and that kind of stuff, but he's going to have to improve his footwork, improve defensively to be able to play at the SEC level. And another thing the coach said, again, I don't know who it is, but the coach said that, um, he might play some wing. So he might play some three for us. Like, I just don't know that I see it, but, um, yeah, his three point shooting was better two years ago. He shot 33% on over a hundred attempts. So but he needs to get some shots up mm-hmm. in the off season. Yeah. And get those percentages up. Uh, another player that has committed to Mizzou is Trey Gamillion. And he was formerly at uh, Cleveland state with Dennis Gates. Yeah. This is kind of an interesting, um, 
addition where you know it may not be the most thrilling addition that we have all off season you know he's not like a super high scoring guard he's not like a tremendous shooter or anything but one year guy <clears throat> one year uh is it one or two i don't know it could be two uh, Everybody, one or two years everybody's acting like it's one okay but it could be two i guess um he's not like super athletic or anything but i definitely think that this is just a a, a guy that helps you win games and kind of does some of the the dirty work and plays really hard and you know plays hard all the time and you know i think that he was a very valuable asset at cleveland state and obviously knows coach gates really well so um again yeah i think he averaged like 10 and a half at cleveland state maybe four or five rebounds a game um shot pretty well from free, uh, free throws i think so and shot well from two i think yeah but. uh yeah he started almost every game for them last year and he's a really well-rounded player mm-hmm. he's listed at 6'4 215 and i think he plays a little bit bigger than that on the court yeah and he really is capable of playing the off guard spot the two spot the three spot the four spot so he can really play three positions yeah and defensively he can guard three positions easy yeah he's a he is a great defender and was the defensive player of the year in the horizon league i think two seasons ago yeah yeah really really good defensively um his game i i I watched some film obviously of cleveland state when coach gates was hired and then when i watched even more when hodge and gamillion were on visit and he's got a unique game i think he reminds me of like jordan geist a little bit just kind of that crafty like pump fakes up and under moves in the paint and stuff like that not as much of a ball handler as geist and then he also sort of reminds me of javon pickett a little bit in kind of the slashing um he might be a little bit more athletic than pickett honestly and then there's a little bit of Drew Smith in him too, where he can just do everything. Like he'll have, he he can easily have like a eight point seven rebound, five assist game, where he's just kind of doing everything and like one turnover. So I think he's uh, an intriguing player and a guy who will know Coach Gates' system and kind of help instill the culture early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just be super solid. Yeah, like there's not gonna be any question marks about him. Yeah, I think the crowd's gonna love him. Like the just the guy that will bring the the hustle and the energy all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's another part of like Geist, Pickett, uh, Drew Smith. They were just like the ultimate, like high energy hustle guys making plays all over the floor. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I might be a little bit more excited and a little bit higher on him than most people, just because once he starts playing in games i think the fans are going to come around on him even though yeah at first glance it's like you know the guy for cleveland state who's like not highly coveted by other big programs and mizzou's not interested in him if they have any other head coach probably So he was on the visit last weekend so we still don't know for sure about demoy hodge um Sean East, who has been on campus, Jason Roach, who has been on campus. And we really, as of right now, only have two spots to fill. So um, do you think those two spots are going to go to two of those three guys? Um, If I had to guess, yeah, I think so. Um, I think there's a pretty good chance that Missouri lands Sean East and potentially in the next few days, 
Um, and I just think it makes sense for Jason Roach. Um, you know, he it, what he does is shoot, and what Missouri needs is somebody that can shoot. It's literally that simple, and he's got good size. He's 6'5". We need a, a solid wing player who is just going to make high-volume threes, and, you know, he's got at least three years of eligibility left. Um, and, he, you know, he named a top five. I don't really think anybody in that top five scares you too much. Um, it just seems to make sense, but he's been radio silent since his visit. Yeah, and you may have said this. He hasn't vis- visited any other schools. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, his top five was Rice, Pittsburgh, St. Bonaventure, Kansas State, and Mizzou. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, Kansas State's the only one that's uh, like Power 5 conference, and they might have a need at the shooting guard spot. But with his stats from last year, I mean, if I'm the coach, I'm pitching to him. You can play 30 minutes a night. Yeah and like shoot eight threes a game yeah if you want literally like 40 percent shooter for like extremely high volume yeah as a freshman yeah and good size he'll be able to shoot over defenses yeah. and he has good range so yeah i i really really hope we get him uh so an interesting wrinkle with sean east is he was most recently at john a logan uh junior college and their coach kyle smith peters has been thrown around as a potential name that could be added to the staff as an assistant coach at Mizzou. Um, And also, like, two episodes ago, I said that uh, Jalen Suggs went to John A. Logan, and that was completely wrong. It was actually Jay Scrub. Uh, He was there at the same time as Mario McKinney. Jay Scrub now in the NBA. Thank you for clearing that up. I haven't been able to sleep since. Yeah, I'm sure somebody out there uh, noticed that. Maybe. and, And immediately knew it was Jay Scrub. Uh, so what do you think about the Sean East, uh, Kyle Smith Peters? Is that like a, is that a package deal? Uh, it's very possible. And I, I kind of think there's some smoke there for sure. Uh, this is kind of a highly speculative, uh, tweet that came out recently and I don't even know if it's Missouri related, but Adam Nelson on Twitter says two pretty interesting Juco moves on the horizon. One involving a hall of famer which I would assume is Sean East, plus one with a head coach taking a D1 assistant spot. So obviously that would seem to make sense with uh, Kyle Smith-Peters and Sean East going somewhere together potentially. It might be Missouri. That's where it seems to make the most sense to me. And it might not be about those two players, about those two people, I have no idea. But with what we've heard and uh, just the timing of everything and you know referencing a top Juco, like Hall of Fame Juco player, that's, that's Sean East. And uh, I don't know. I think it just makes a lot of sense for that to work out in Missouri's favor. Yeah, makes sense to me. And I would take him absolutely. We still need guards. Yeah, Sean work. East w- is, uh, would just be day one starter, I'm sure. Yeah, at the one spot. Uh, then what do you think about Hodge? Do we still take him if he wants to come? Because like we're going to have to get into a little bit of scholarship issues here in a minute but we're running out of spots there could be more spots made though yeah i mean if uh, i mean it's always possible that roach goes somewhere else um i don't know if they're kind of like waiting on like what's going to happen with the current roster or waiting on you know maybe they have one guy ahead of the other and they're kind of waiting to see what he does Um, i know hodge has been kind of rumored with other schools kansas state's been a name that's popped up with him but uh, i still think missouri really wants hodge i think he was far and away the best player at cleveland state last year and he is more highly coveted by other schools. You know, he's probably a top 30, 40 transfer on the market, um, high volume shooter, quick release. I think a lot of, uh, you know, he's pretty tall too. I'm not sure exactly what like his size is, but 
I definitely think Missouri wants him, and I think it's very possible that he still ends up there for sure. Okay, so now we're running into an issue where we're running out of spots. Yeah. So I wrote down, I split up the players currently associated with uh, the Missouri basketball team, broke it down forwards and guards. So forwards returning, we have Kobe Brown, Ronnie DeGray, and Yaya Keita. Then incoming new players, Mo Diara, Aiden Shaw, Noah Carter, and DeAndre Golston. So then with guards returning, as of right now, we have Boogie Coleman, Amari Davis, and Caleb Brown. And I put Trey Gomillion as a guard. That's probably what he'll do most of the time. I mean, we played Mark Smith at the three quite yeah. a bit. He's definitely more of a guard. So I, I see that's what's going to happen with uh, Gomillion. But Would you consider Golston a forward? Probably. I think he played the three most of the time at uh milwaukee gotcha so like traditionally that's like small forward but the two and three kind of are mixed together a little bit the three and the four can be mixed together a little bit uh positionless basketball yeah um but obviously we're missing somebody to handle the ball and create for others right which shawnee east fits that really well uh hodge fits that really well as kind of a scorer and a distributing guard both of those guys, I think, can kind of fit that for sure. I, if it's, uh, I would not feel comfortable. I would not feel comfortable adding Roach and Hodge and then calling it good. Oh, no. I don't think they would do that. No. Uh, that would be scary as far as like a true point guard. We would be rolling well, we out. We had Boogie, dude. Boogie Coleman. Yeah. He's going to play point again. If he's on the roster, he needs to be uh, spotting up for threes. Right. In which we've talked about boogie we've talked about amari davis i think there's still value in those individuals like maybe in a different system with a different coach and you know i think with it, a point guard with a point guard and i definitely think it's very possible that they're still on the roster and play meaningful minutes next year but it is going to depend on what the rest of the roster looks like when it's all said and done so my dream of having two true point guards on next year's roster is seeming Probably less dead. likely by the day um but I feel like something's got to give a little bit because I don't know. We're very forward heavy and I don't see Yaya Keita contributing next year. And I see Kobe Brown, Ronnie DeGray and Noah Carter and Aiden Shaw to some extent, all basically playing the same position. Shaw maybe could be the three when uh, Kobe's the four, but there's a lot of overlap there that I'm not exactly comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And Golston, I don't know. I, t- there's a lot of forwards, yeah. and this roster is looking too similar to last year's until we get a point guard and yeah. and a three-point shooter. And we've been kind of in on Connor Turnbull as well, who is True. like a center. So, yeah. And I'm not really sure exactly where we stand with him. I think he was supposed to visit this past weekend and, and didn't end up making the visit. So... I mean, it seemed to me like we probably weren't going to add Carter and Turnbull, but I don't know. And uh, if you do add uh, Kyle Smith-Peters, he, I mean, you're not, you're going to be leaning on his connections to the JUCO scene. Um, We know Coach Gates wants to mine the junior colleges for all the talent he can get, and that would be Smith-Peters' expertise as well. So I don't know if he has other players in mind 
for with the Smith Peters connection for this year, or, you know, eventually you kind of lose those connections a little bit. Right. Sometimes you're adding guys to bring immediate players on board. So I, I would consider myself a little bit nervous still until we hear something from Sean East, but I am still very optimistic about Sean East coming to Mizzou. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's only a matter of time. I'd be surprised if he goes anywhere else. I think so too. I'll be, I'll be very happy when he announces. And then I feel like just because he's the only point guard we've been associated with, uh, in a serious way, like had on campus, I feel like I might be, uh, setting myself up for disappointment by like expecting too much from him for next year. That's possible. No Xavier Penson. Nope. He, uh, trimmed his list to two Xavier. Yes. And Mississippi state. Yes. Get him out of the sec. Get him out. Go to Xavier. Xavier, Xavier. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he would be playing for, uh, what's his name? Sean Miller. Sean Miller. <laughs> oh man. Go from Will Wade to Sean Miller. Sean Miller, way more upstanding citizen oh, than Will Wade. Absolutely. Like, not even the same ballpark. Mm-hmm. Do you actually think that? Yeah. Okay. Me too. <laughs> um, so do you, do you think uh, the roster is going to stay the same as far as like what I just mentioned? Do you think there's going to be more departures? Uh, I think there could be, yeah. I could think there'll be. probably be. I think there'll probably be one more at least. Yeah. Yep. That's going to be wild to just like two years in a row just completely reset the roster completely have an entire new team of people yeah kobe brown i i feel like ronnie DeGray was like super solidly a part of next year's team in my head mm-hmm. and then we just keep adding forwards i know and it keeps pushing him further down but it's been like nothing from him coleman or davis or kobe brown yeah I have no idea what those guys are thinking. What are they thinking? What are they thinking? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, what do you, what, if you get Sean East and Jason Roach, let's just imagine, I'm sorry to do this. We're speculating about players that are currently on the roster. Let's just say somebody doesn't come back next year. Let's say you add, I don't know. I could see Missouri adding like a, Somebody like Keith Schamberger or uh, who was the other, who was the point, the backup point guard that Conzo uh, put in the game instead of Penson? And uh, that's, I the, and that was the sole reason that I Penson can't transferred. Think of his name right now. Drew Bugs. Yes. That kind of like backup point guard. Mm-hmm. I could still see somebody like that coming in who's just there to not turn the ball over 12 minutes a game. Like Dylan Penn. Yeah. Maybe so. That would actually be maybe a little bit better than those other two. Yeah. Schamberger, he wasn't terrible, forgettable potentially, but he was on a really bad team. So if we're looking at some combination of of those guys and then we lose, you know, somebody who was already going to be really low down on the depth chart, um, are you, how happy are you with that roster rolling into next year? Mm. I'm uh I don't know. I'd say I'm satisfied. I think they've got some um some difference makers, some impact guys. Uh I don't think that anyone's expecting him to turn it around year 1 or anything like that. So just kind of a, a place to build on. You know, I'm I I'd say I'm I'm satisfied. And you think we're looking at 
record-wise, we're looking at an improvement over this past season. I think so, yeah. Just having a point guard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and someone that could shoot threes. Yeah. Which we still don't have either one of those yet. True. That's like uh, the two that's the two <laughs> things it's hinging on and we don't have either. Yeah, we don't get those. We might be in for another 12 win season. Yes. With those two, we ought to be able to get to 15, 15 to 18 wins. You know, 15 16 15 or 16 wins that's what that's where kyle's putting it and then uh out of the bottom four in the sec right uh yeah we can if we won 16 games yeah we can do that next year i think so okay okay okay. i don't like being in the bottom i four. think the sec could be weird next year there's like half a league as a new coach that is true i think uh if yeah i mean i definitely think that we could be i think the sec will be worse next year than it has been the past couple of years so you're telling me arkansas is gonna run away with it go undefeated not necessarily because kentucky exists but um i don't know it's too it's just too far away i don't know yet yeah i have a feeling uh this is my prediction for arkansas they're they're not gonna figure it out they're not gonna mesh too many there's gonna be too many egos there's gonna be too many promises made to get all these guys to fayetteville that's what your heart says or your brain i'm pretty sure it's gonna come crashing down honestly i was thinking the same thing maybe not that extreme but just like i think that yeah i mean they could possibly be the preseason number one team in the country yeah and i think some like experts have said that already they should be they should be the odds on favorite to win it all next year i say just absolutely give them all the expectations possible i I see where you're going i like it (laughs) give them all the expectations um is that basically it for this week yeah, man, I, I I love the basketball roster stuff. I yeah. love just speculating about what might happen. I love checking Twitter every five seconds. Yeah, what do you like the uh, do you like the bat signal as a concept? Uh, and then do you like Coach Gates' use of it? I would say yes and yes. Do you like? It sounds this? like you didn't want me to say that. No, no, I don't care. You say whatever you want to say. Tell us your agenda. Um, I really was. I really did like the Conzo sipping coffee gifts that the social media team would post even like, when we would land like axel congo well no i but. feel like it became like a humorous thing because he would do it for like oh we just landed the number 700 juco player well uh coach gates just did a bat signal for uh dicky nut so that's true um yeah i don't know i uh i wish when he does it that there would be like it like you know five minutes before yeah he does it like he really wants to be first yeah he's got to be the first yeah he keeps people he keeps uh you know weirdos like us and our wonderful listeners uh checking twitter constantly after he puts that up i feel like he really leans into it for sure though he's He's like i'm gonna make sure the rest of these people's day is not productive he's loving it yeah all right well i guess that's it uh, special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $10 level and above. Britt Treese, Brian Smith, Ryan Demore, Tristan, Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy JD, Lewis Hernandez, Tim Keens, and Tyler Harsel. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at Missouri Sports Pod, and you can email us at MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. You can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop, MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. You two are getting really good at that. Thank you. I actually just went through it so effortlessly that I almost felt like, did I just make a mistake? It's like when you're driving and then you like get yes. to your destination. You're like, how did I get here? Yes, I, like, I don't even remember what I just said. Yeah, that's how you know. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week.
after Shawnee's commits.